opportunity to gather around the Lord's table and to remember Christ in a very special way today. It's a privilege and something we can get to do uh, as individuals, but it's also something we get to do corporately on a special day like this. It's amazing that uh, the Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 11 that our Lord, on the night before he died, that's in the upper room, he took a piece of bread and he broke it and said, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After that, he took a, 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 a cup of wine and he said, this is a new covenant of blood, my blood, that establishes a new opportunity for you in faith with God of heaven. And we are here to celebrate that, and, the, and Jesus says, do this in remembrance of me. We are to remember him. Why would he want us to remember him? Why would he want those disciples to hear those words, remember me? Because in a matter of hours, he's going to be dead. In a matter of hours, he was going to be gone. And he wanted them to remember not just Jesus, but the person of Christ, his teaching, his example, so that that example could motivate them with purpose, perspective, and passion in all that they do. The problem is, is in our busyness of life, is that we tend to forget him. And that's probably why he gave us a piece of bread and a cup of wine. At every meal, what do we pick up? Usually some kind of piece of bread and something to drink. And do you think Jesus had in the back of his head that every time you share a meal, it's an opportunity for you to remind me? In the smallest details of life, there's an opportunity for you to renew your passion, to renew your purpose, your perspectives, by simply remembering my teaching and my example for you. I ask myself, how can we remember the Lord, not just on a special day like today when we do it corporately, but how can we remember the Lord every day of our lives? You know, I think there are several ways. I think, number one, we can do it by enjoying creation. If you look out the windows, you see the leaves blowing in the breeze as it, and we anticipate the rain of the day. The rain will come to renew our grass and our bushes and our flowers and to make them more beautiful. And yet the one who is in charge of all that is the actual creator, Jesus, who asks us to remember him. It is Jesus who made a tree to look like a tree. It is Jesus who made a flower to look like a flower. It is Jesus who made a squirrel to be able to pounce from tree to tree and run across the tops of the trees. It is Jesus who made you to be just like you are. Oh, we endure the cross We endure the curse of the world, and the cross is going to remove that one day. And creation groans, and you think, what would a flower look like if it wasn't embedded into the curse? What would we be like once we're redeemed fully and we see Jesus face to face? And I think one way to remember Jesus every day of our lives is to look at creation and to honor the creator and to see that he made us in a very special way and that he cares like the good shepherd. I think a second way we could do it is his words. As he was leaving the upper room and going to the Garden of Gethsemane to pray, he goes to the Kidron Valley, and he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you abide in me, you'll bear much fruit. And the way he said you abide is by obeying my words. In fact, he said, if you obey my words, you love me. The test of love for Jesus Christ is our obedience to scriptures. And that's why a few moments later, he gave the promise of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will come and empower you, and he will teach you all things. And every time we have the opportunity to open the scriptures in a corporate setting or a private setting and read the Bible, 
It's an opportunity to see Jesus, his teaching, his example, and allow it to renew our purpose, to renew our spirit, and to give us that perspective on life. I think a third way that we can remember Jesus is through our suffering. You know, Jesus was in the upper room, and he turned to Judas and said, what you do, do quickly. And when Judas left the room and slammed the door, he said, now is the Son of Man glorified. He was going to take the treachery of Judas and engage the will of God for salvation. And when Jesus was on in the, in the Garden of Gethsemane, he could look out across the Kidron Valley to the city of Jerusalem. He saw the torches coming that night with Judas and the soldiers coming to arrest him, which would engage him in the process of dying for the sin of the world. And yet that suffering that Jesus was anticipating drove him to his knees. He sweat drops of blood, and he engaged himself with the Father in total submission by saying, Father, not my will, but thy will be done. My friends, the challenges of life, the hardships of life, reveal Jesus to us, his example, in a fresh way. And then I think the last thing I would suggest this morning in remembering him every day is an act of sacrifice for someone else. Because when Jesus left the garden, he went to six mock trials. The next morning, about 9 o'clock in the morning, he was put on a cross. In agony there for six hours. And from that cross, he looked down at people who were cursing and hurting him. As he was sacrificing his body to forgive them. And he says, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. He just shed his grace upon them. And then with this last breath, he said, Father, I commit my spirit into your hands. Those people did not deserve his grace. They, he could have lived his entire kingdom without making that sacrifice. But Jesus knew that there are people in his world who need him to make that sacrifice of grace. And when we look at the people in our sphere of influence, the good, the bad, the ugly, and we sacrifice in the spirit of Jesus for them, we will look in their face and see people who don't deserve it. But when we look in their face, we'll see our faces. And it will remind us as we sacrifice for them that Jesus sacrificed for us. In the small things in life, it reminds us of Jesus, his example, his teaching, and his love for us. And the best part about all this is the Apostle Paul said, whenever we eat this bread and drink this cup, whenever we remember Jesus, we proclaim our Lord's death until he comes. We are sharing the good news, the mission of Jesus Christ, just by our humble remembrance, appropriation of who he is, and what he did for us. And so, my friends, every day and in any way, we can remember Christ. Allow it to renew our perspective, to rekindle our passion, and help us to serve the Lord in great ways by proclaiming his death. Every day you can do it by yourself. But today, today, we have the privilege of doing it corporately as a family together. Let's bow and remember him. Our Father in heaven, we thank you 
for the gift of your son, Jesus Christ. Not only the fact that he lived on earth and modeled grace and love to us. Not only that he taught us how to honor you with all that we have. But Father, we thank you that he died to forgive us of our sins. That he died to remove the curse upon us so that we might enjoy you and be the people you want us to be. Father, I pray that you might give us eyes to see every day ways that we can remember Jesus and allow that remembrance, allow that time of focusing on him to shape us in his image, to do your will here on earth as it is in heaven. And so, Father, use our remembrance to not only change us, use our remembrance, we pray, to impact our world to your glory forever and ever. Amen. This morning we have the opportunity to remember the Lord through these elements. I'm going to ask the elders to come and distribute the bread, and then we will partake together.